TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by a writer, a health coach, a certified Primal Blueprint expert, and host of the Primal Blueprint podcast. She pens everything from sitcoms and books to documentaries and dramas, and her new book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, presents new insights on optimizing thyroid fat-burning hormone metabolism for people with or without thyroid issues. So, this is going to be a great episode. Welcome to the show, Elle Russ. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on board. It's really excited. I, I received your new book. I've had a flick through it and it looks fantastic. Um, as I mentioned to you off air, I've already lent it out to someone because I had a person in dire need uh, literally just after the book arrived. So it's it's a book that's obviously needed out there and wanted out there. So first of all, congratulations on writing the book. Thank you so much. So tell us a bit about your story, Elle. Tell us about your experience, um, how you got to be in the position of uh, being a health coach and a, and a primal blueprint expert, but I guess going even further back than that, your experience with issues with your thyroid and how you came to be so interested in this topic. Yeah, well, you know, initially, I, uh, if you'd asked me many, many years ago, even when I was suffering with hypothyroidism, whether or not I was interested in writing a book, I mean, I had actually several friends at the time saying, oh, you should write a book on this. And I remember being like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> you know, but what I did is I actually helped a lot of people on the side and then it kind of got out of control. But what happened was, and I'll go through the story, but the missing link was really meeting Marxists and then reading the primal blueprint and uh, uh, getting involved in the paleo primal lifestyle. And I saw and experienced so many drastic changes and nuances to my thyroid health that uh, it was something that was so undeniable and no one has ever written an expose on that actual subject. So I knew that there was a niche there that needed to be covered. And also, you know, uh, I've said this before on podcasts, but there's a great quote, I think it's by Toni Morrison, which is something like, if you're looking for a book to buy and you can't find it, you need to write that book. (laughs) And that's that's what this is. You know, I was looking for a book. There's other good thyroid books out there. There's actually two others that I even recommend. I think most of them are not very good. But the ones that I've read, it was like, okay, I'm getting some good information here, but I'm not getting the full picture. And one of the things that really frustrates hypothyroid patients is most of the time, not always, but one of the worst symptoms is really insidious weight gain. And that usually accompanies insulin resistance or even headed towards, you know, type 2 diabetes. And unless you know how to correct that, um, you're never going to lose the weight no matter how much thyroid medication you're on. And on top of that, there's things about the paleoprimal lifestyle that really go hand in hand with proper thyroid hormone metabolism and, and, you know, receptor sensitivity and everything else. So there's just more than just the food connection. But Getting back to my story, um, I'm 43 right now, but I, when I was about 30 years old, I was really healthy, you know, probably 16% body fat, 5'2", 115 pounds, um, you know, really just like looked like the pillar of athleticism, um, but I was over-exercising, doing chronic cardio, I was doing the low-fat, low-carb business, you know, where you eat every two, three hours, the whole zone deal, and um while it certainly worked, it was riddled with struggle and sacrifice and crazy willpower and horrible mood swings and sugar drops. You know what I mean? And I just thought, this is the way, this is the only way to achieve this body. So therefore, I guess this is 
my lot in life. I'm going to have to be food obsessed and struggle with suffering, you know, in order to achieve this body. I believe living like that gave me hypothyroidism. It's not in my family. Um, had I known what I know now, I would have followed the advice in my book and I would have probably prevented um, a life on thyroid hormone replacement. Um, but what happened was, is um, I fell apart in every way. The thyroid is the master gland of the body. It is responsible for every metabolic process uh, from brain health to heart health to, you know, how your body processes cholesterol, all your sex hormones. So when it shutdowns or when it shuts down or it is suboptimal, everything else falls apart. And essentially, you're slowly being murdered by this stupid disease that can be caught easily. But unfortunately, the problem is most of the doctors out there are uninformed and still following old conventional wisdom. And just like we all know in the paleo primal community, if you and I were out right now to dinner eating a, a, a fatty steak and someone said, oh, my God, aren't you worried about a heart attack? You and I would probably laugh, right? We'd be like, ha, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're in an old paradigm. That stuff's old news. <laughs> right? You know, but but if you don't know, you don't know. So most yeah. of the doctors out there are following outdated, old, misguided, misinformed, conventional thyroid wisdom from like 30, 40 years ago. And the ones that really know what they're doing are far and few between or they're more expensive to go to, like functional medicine doctors or doctors that don't take insurance because they can spend an hour with you. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not available for everybody. And I... I um. My story is that even with the PPO, even with being educated and having access to all of the, quote, best doctors in the city of Los Angeles, I was rejected and literally left in the dust by over like, dozens of endocrinologists and doctors. And I had no choice but to take my health in my own hands and do it myself. I literally took my own blood work. I monitored my own vitals. I ordered my own thyroid medication. And I solved wow. two bouts of hypothyroidism in 10 years. Now... I'm glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I was successful, but I shouldn't have had to do that. You know, that makes me really sad, mm. you know, because I might have had the time and the wherewithal and the knowledge and the confidence in myself, but there are people that don't and they need doctor's help. So, you know, the medical world needs to turn around just as this, just as if this world is turning around. You know, Time Magazine had that cover, you know, Eat Butter mm. a couple yeah. of years ago and we were all like, yes, finally, thank <laughs> God. You know, in the paleo community, we're like, yes, fat's not bad. And the same, the same kind of paradigm shift needs to happen with thyroid health. So that's what I hope to do with my book. And at the very least, I just want to save lives and save people the wasted time and energy and money going down the wrong path with the wrong doctors. And um, that's a book that was not out there. And my book is very detailed from before and after blood test examples, before and after photos and success stories, uh, how to find a good doctor, how to know to run from a doctor, um, and really empowering the patient, you know, empowering the patient to learn about their disease and understand what to do about it. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm offering there. And at the end of the day, it's just, um, it's like you said with, you know, you recently had someone, you got the book and then someone was like, hey, I need that. That's happened to me all over the world where yeah. I'll just be hiking somewhere in Hawaii and like some random stranger is talking and mentions a thyroid problem. And so after so many of those experiences, I was like, you know what, I need to write this book because I'm coaching all these people or helping all these people who are just calling me random people I meet and I'm happy to help them. But at the end of the day, wouldn't it be great if I could just hand someone a book? Yeah.
Absolutely. I, I kind of, I get what you're saying. Like when you said, you know, when the book's not out there, you feel like you've got to write one. I was the same with one of my books I wrote, which is Nourish Without Nagging, which is all about how to get kids to love, love eating healthy title. food. Right. And so, you know, there just wasn't, it, I was dumbfounded that there wasn't anything out there. It, it blew me away. So I totally get what you're talking about. And I can really see your book. You know, I just, can, you know, just right at the top of my head, I can think of so many people who I would love to get their hands on a copy of this book. And it really does just go, you know, right from start to finish. Like you said, it, it encompasses everything they need to know, which is just fantastic. Um, but El, I'd like to go right back to the start to start with um, and talk about, you know, your diet you were on initially and obviously you uh, being an actress as well, or an actor as well, um, yeah. you know, that industry often lends itself to lots of uh, body image issues, lots of dieting, lots of right. food restriction, all those sort of things. So I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit, first of all, about, about body image because I think for a lot of people, this can be how they get into dieting. Sometimes for people, this is how they get into the paleo diet um, and I think it's really important for people to understand that that's not necessarily you know the healthiest mindset to have around it and and I'd love to hear how you worked your way through that and and what impact you think those body image issues had on you well that it's really funny you ask that because so I was doing sketch comedy and comedy in Chicago and then I moved out to LA to be in film and TV and at the time with the way that my body and look was I was going out for series regular roles you know I mean star leading roles of the pretty girl or whatever you know that classic fit and so as a result of course you have to it's almost your job right mm. to be a certain look I wasn't the fat chubby funny sidekick and I wasn't the older you know I, I only fit into sort of one category and I had to maintain that so it's odd it's what did it backfire in the quest for being healthy and the most fit i could possibly be i literally probably ignited a disease state that made me fat bloated and sick and tired and a disaster and, El and at, at that stage, everyone at the time was following the zone or the eat every two three hours a day keep the insulin steady so i was in that paradigm and the low fat paradigm along with low carb and you know that's kind of a disaster the two together left low fat and low carb is is pretty brutal so i wish i had known about that then but on the other note too uh, on body image you know the funny, th you know, the, the benefit of having to go through getting so fat and miserable, and it wasn't just fat, I had so many other horrible symptoms, it was, you know, I can get into that later, but having my body go from one where people would come up to me at the grocery store and be like, oh my God, do you work out? How do I do that? Or, you know, how do you stay fit? Like, what a complimentary place to be in. You know, I felt really mm. proud of my body. And then to go into a place where I had no control, I'm bloated and fat. I'm 5'2". I gained 50 pounds and I was working out two hours a day and eating under a thousand calories. It doesn't matter what you do when you're hypothyroid. If you're gaining weight, you could, doesn't matter what you do. It's not gonna, it's not gonna help. And I was judged by so many people. Mm. And there were people that didn't, didn't even believe that I worked out. Like I saw them roll their eyes when I would say that. Like they'd roll their eyes to someone else, like, yeah, right, she works out. Mm -hmm. And you know, those are horrible days. Those are horrible, horrible days. And I, what I learned and what I've said on a couple of other podcasts is I learned empathy because. We judge, I used to judge a lot of people from that position when I was in that body. Like I'd see fat bloated people and be like, oh my God, stop eating. Like I was just kind of judgy and shitty. I'm gonna be honest. I was just a little judgy about that. And after I went through my ordeal, I realized people have stuff going on them inside that they don't know and that people can't see that's not their fault that they're fat. And it was not my fault 
that I was fat and bloated. And so if anything, I am so grateful that this not only gave me a platform to save other lives and help people, but it changed me and my level of empathy. Now when I see someone with riddled with acne who's fat and bloated, I think to myself, oh my God, I hope they find out what's wrong with them. Or I hope, like it's not a judgment on them. It's more of a like empathy and understanding that there might be something they don't even know. They don't even know what's happening to them or they keep going to the doctor and the doctor says, well, your thyroid's fine because they keep testing the wrong test. Yeah. So I've been there. And so what a, what a gift that is, right, to go from a place of judgy to severe empathy and compassion. So in a way, what a horrible disease, but what a benefit there about body image. And I think at the end of the day, the body image thing is getting better in Hollywood. You know, we're seeing a lot more people who have this normal body who are in lead roles as women um, versus just the super skinny minis. Um, so I feel like there is some change, I feel, with the advent of comedy, and that was really the arena I was in. Um, oddly enough, hypothyroidism also really propelled me to be a writer. I was already a sketch comedy writer, but I came to Hollywood to be like a lead actress. And then when I got fat and bloated, I'm sitting around going, well, now that I can't go out for lead roles, what the hell am I going to do? And I was like, well, I guess I'll be the fat, funny girl. I don't have a choice. And I literally went back into sketch comedy. But that made me a writer, which led me to all of this and other projects. So in essence, I also want to point out that any disease, any health problem, man, sometimes they are blessings in disguise. They are whipped cream on horseshit. You just can't see them for a while. You know, it's like a gift. It's just... It's like you, you're like, why? And then, you know, a couple of years later, you're like, ah, now I see why. And, you know, I've always been a champion of underdogs. It's always upset me when there's injustices in the world. Um, and so I consider this mistreatment of thyroid patients out there as, you know, essentially medical malpractice. I'm, I'm so saddened. There's 200 million people in the world who have thyroid problems. There are 20 five million Americans, 60% of people are undiagnosed, <clears throat> and so many people are just mistreated, meaning they're already on thyroid medication, but they are still not right. <clears throat> there are people who suffer for eight to 20 years with some endocrinologist that keeps telling them they're crazy and their thyroid is fine, and they're not taking the right tests. They're not looking at other treatment options. And, you know, some of these patients are my success stories in this book. These, um, the doctor on my book, Dr. Gary Forsman, who I have an in-depth interview with at the end of the book, once a week, someone is coming into his office who has been mistreated for years by some endocrinologist and now has a host of problems, high cholesterol, you know, depression, um, you know, I mean, all sorts of issues that were created by a doctor not understanding what to do. And again, it would be similar to you or I going to a doctor and telling them what we eat and having them go, whoa, 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 you better cut down on that saturated fat. Mm. We, we would not see that doctor again, right? You and I would go, this doctor is uninformed yeah. about, you know, food, and I'm not going to go to them again, you know? So it's it's a similar thing. So hopefully and that, I don't know if that answered your question about yeah, the body image, but... Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I get it. Like, it's so frustrating for people, you know, that they, they're trying so hard. I mean, these are the people I feel for the most. They're, they're trying so hard to do the right thing, and they're just not getting the advice or the treatment they need in order to get where they want to go. And it's... It's through no fault of their own, you know, aside from, I guess, maybe, you know, people need to become a bit more aware and they need to start searching out their own information rather than just, you know, putting someone on a pedestal and relying on just that one source. But having said that, you know, we're kind of taught to do that from a pretty young age. So well, thank um, you for saying that, because that here's the thing. That's what I tell people in my book. I empower them to say, first of all, 
you don't trust your doctor, even if they're great, you're still going to have to participate in this. And I cannot tell you how many people are on thyroid medication out there, probably some listening, that if I ask them, do you tell me how the thyroid works, they'd have no idea yeah. how to answer that or, question. Or, or tell me what medication that you're on and what insane. dose you're taking. You know, it, it's phenomenal how many people don't know what they're actually taking. They just take what they're told to take. That's right. That's right. And so my, my thing is, is, you know, a lot of this is, is doctor mistakes. There's no question about it and uninformed doctors. But a lot of it is uninformed patients and patients not taking the time to delve in and learn about whatever disease they have. If you if you just got type 2 diabetes and a doctor says, here, take this pill, and if this doesn't work, we'll give you insulin, and you walk away and you go, okay, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because you and I both know there's a way to fix it naturally right away. I, if I went to a doctor and they said you had type 2 diabetes, I'd be like, okay, ketosis immediately. Like, you know, I would just, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I would, well, maybe not that, it, but I, yeah. It used to be that you didn't have a choice. You know, the doctor was the right. only real source of information and you had to go to that expert and you had to trust them. You know, nowadays, there, there's no excuse. You know, you can, even if you don't have the internet, you can go to the library and, you know, you can get access to the internet and, and you're right. opened up to a world of information. I mean, the biggest challenge nowadays is not finding the information, it's finding someone who tr you trust to give you the right information. But yeah, podcasts. I mean, there's so much information. There's more information out there you could ever possibly consume in many, many lifetimes. Um, so, you know, there's kind of no excuse anymore, but we just need to change that paradigm from, you know, just that that total trust and faith in this, you know, godlike figure to now saying, well, no, now we need to take some personal responsibility and personal charge of our health because giving responsibility to someone else, I think we can categorically say hasn't worked. Well, and I just had a friend recently who <clears throat> overweight has had some issues with health like gout and some other things. And I was asking them if they, um, they said they're having trouble losing weight, even though they're following paleo plan. And I said, well, you know, did you get your HbA1c tested? And their answer, they were just so angry. They just said, um, my doctor tested everything and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And I go, Oh really? Let's look at that logically. How <laughs> do you know that? I love, did I love you Dr. look Phil's at the test? You know, Dr. Phil you know? says, how's that working for you? That's right. How, how's that working for you? I mean, that's probably what it's, yeah. And so it's like, um, you know, you can defend your doctor all you want, but just because they have a Harvard MD means zero to me. It means nothing to me. And I've, I've heard people meet a doctor for the first time and only do like just a brief checkup where like, you know, they check your ears and their nose and, you know, they tap your knee and then they leave and, and they're like, oh, my doctor, this great, great new doctor. How do you know that? How do you know that they're great? Because they have a great personality and they talk to you and they have a degree from Harvard. That literally means nothing to me anymore. But <laughs> I also once trusted my doctor and I went undiagnosed and sick for two years, really just riddled with misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, bleeding all the time. I had to get a polyp and a um, uh, fibroid removed from my uterus. I'd like to send that bill to all of the uninformed <laughs> doctors that screwed me. And, you know, I never asked the question either. Well, what's the cause of this? So when you go to a doctor out there, you're really just asking for a prescription. And if there's not one for it, you're probably not going to get many answers unless you go above and beyond and seek out a functional medicine doctor, a truly integrative doctor who has anti-aging, you know, orthomolecular medicine experience. You know, these are the kind of people that go above and beyond their training and they're interested and they're excited and they understand all of these nuances. And those are the people that you need to find. Now, granted, there are some others that just, there are some HMO doctors out there that probably know what they're doing here, but it, they're hard to find. So I just want to lead people down the right path because I wasted literally $15,000 of my own money and I had an insurance policy going to famous hormone doctors in Beverly Hills, California. I'd read books from celebrities. I'd go see these expensive doctors and 
No one helped me except for I did get a proper diagnosis finally, but it took me $600 to just get that diagnosis, and that wasn't even including the blood work. That was just for an appointment with some famous hormone doctor in Beverly Hills. That's wow. ridiculous. No one should have to go through that. And so I was broke and sick. And then what do you do then? Yeah. What do you do then? Like ask all your friends and family for thousands of dollars to help you pay for more of these doctors that didn't help you anyway. It's really a sad, depressing, lonely place to be. And as each day goes by, you get fatter and fatter and more bloated and sicker. And it's just probably the most depressing disease also because it affects your brain so mm -hmm. severely and cognitive function and depression. There are people that get misdiagnosed. And I just want to point this out. Anyone who's been diagnosed with bipolar or depression or high cholesterol or issues there, you need to get your thyroid fully checked because you can take any amount of antidepressant. It'll last, it'll work for about three months. It's not going to work anymore because that's not the problem, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about those symptoms, Elle. Um, you've obviously mentioned the weight gain and the bloating and the mental uh, factors. What else was happening with you? Well, I had... Um, I had about 30 thyroid symptoms. They're, they're all really random and horrible, aside from temperature being one of them. That's when I was hypothyroid, I never reached above 96 degrees. And we all have a thermostat of about 98.6 in the afternoon. All humans do for a reason. <laughs> and um, so when that's off, something's usually off there. So freezing, hand, you know, cold hands and feet all the time, hair falling out, puffy, bloated face, but also acne, um, dry, cracked skin on an index finger or dry, cracked skin elsewhere. Some other random ones are things like heavy cement legs, feeling like when you walk, your legs are so heavy. That is a really random one that only hypo patients who are out there listening are going, oh my God, I totally have that. Um, inner itching of the ears. That's a nightmare. It's like horrible. an itch you can't scratch and you're constantly in your Q-tips and you just can't get in there. And it's, it's like, it, that one will drive you nuts. You can also have like heart palpitations, especially when lying down. It feels like your heart is thumping and pumping louder and you can feel it in your chest and it feels kind of scary. That can be from low iron or adrenal issues and also thyroid. Um, in general, just uh, low energy, needing to nap every day, exhausted all the time, like 10, 12 hours of sleep and you wake up and you still can't get going for another three hours and you still don't have energy. So that's a big one. Depression, huge. Any kind of general malaise to literally full on depression is uh is a is a big a big a big symptom um other things like infertility miscarriages so if you can't get pregnant or you keep miscarrying um that's a big one and um menstrual disorders with women or with guys like low testosterone and things like that but especially for women because it is disproportionately a women's disease unfortunately mm -hmm. and usually some symptoms will manifest gynecologically and it could start with heavy periods and horrible pms and then it could range to like being misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and let me throw that one out there because here's the thing you won't necessarily die from untreated hypothyroidism in and of itself, but you will probably die from something you got because of a hypothyroid state, mm. another disease. And we're talking cancers, heart disease. There are so many things that go along the road because this master gland affects every single system in our body. And let me just share that by saying you cannot live without a thyroid gland at all. If it has been removed, 
that person is on thyroid hormone replacement. Mm. If they were stranded on an island, they're done. So what do you think is going to happen if you've got suboptimal sluggish thyroid hormone the rest for your life? You're just going to live this subpar existence riddled with all of these health problems that you didn't even need to get. I didn't need to develop a polyp and a uterine fibroid in my uterine. Like, what the heck? Like, are you kidding me? You know, um, that didn't need to happen. And it wouldn't have happened had I not been undiagnosed for so long. So the longer you go undiagnosed, the, the, the more onslaught of problems you're going to get. And I guess the challenge with this, L is that they're very vague symptoms. You know, they're symptoms that could be attributed to a whole raft of other autoimmune conditions. Or in many cases, many people nowadays think of these symptoms as just being normal, you know, because so many people, it's so right. common that people start to think it's normal. So what do people need to do in order to get a diagnosis, in order to figure out exactly what's going on? It, it, particularly, you know, they, many of them will have been to their doctor and their doctor said, that's nah, fine. Yeah, actually, I just had that recently. Someone contacted me and their thyroid results actually look normal. You know what I like to do? Let me just rattle off the thyroid test because I don't like listening to podcasts and then not getting some detailed information. And, you know, I, I don't expect everyone to buy my book. You can if you'd love, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you. But also I want to give some people information out there. So right away, a comprehensive general thyroid panel is TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, and then the two Hashimoto's antibody tests, which are TPO antibody and the TG antibody. Now, that's the basic thyroid panel. If that's all good and everything's fine there, then people need to look at things like ferritin, iron storage. Low iron storage can cause brain fog. It can cause energy issues. It can cause some of the similar hyposymptoms. Other things that cause hypothyroid-like symptoms in terms of energy, sex drive, or mental focus are things like candida or Epstein-Barr. Those things need to be looked into as well or at the same time. Um, and those things can be resolved through diet and lifestyle, as we know. You know, it, it can take some great probiotic regimen and some oregano oil and uh, no sugar, zapping that out, and you can clean up mm. an Epstein-Barr candida situation quickly. So... Even if someone is on thyroid hormone and they're doing well, they might be thinking either they need more thyroid hormone or it's not enough, but they're not looking at maybe these other factors. There's also a lot of people who never get tested for Hashimoto's. And Hashimoto's is so triggered by grains. Uh, and, you know, in that case, I would go with someone like Eileen... Um, Laird's autoimmune protocol, Phoenix Helix. She's got a great little simple guide to the AIP. And so if you're dealing with an autoimmune thyroid issue like Hashimoto's, then that person would need to take a stricter course. Mm. I don't have Hashimoto's, so even though I don't eat grains, I could probably have more cheats, though, than someone with Hashimoto's, or I might not have to be as strict with all the little mini things in my diet, like someone really might need to do a severe elimination. So those are some tangential things that are related. Also, DHEA sulfate is a great test. It's an anti-aging hormone that's very low in a lot of people these days, probably just because of stress of the modern lifestyle. And if the DHEA is low, adrenal problems are completely related to this whole thyroid picture. So is it really their thyroid that's that's going wrong and the tests look normal or do they have adrenal issues? So yeah. adrenal, thyroid, and iron kind of all go together and you need to look at all of those factors. And if all else fails, you need to go to things like food sensitivity tests, do the HbA1c, are you insulin resistant, or you need to look at candida and Epstein-Barr kind of stuff because that can cause brain fog and depression and things like that or appetite increase. 
All right, so people are going to need to write those down and take them into their doctor. <laughs> and uh, and in many <laughs> cases, your doctor won't know what they are, uh, in which case you need to ask your doctor to order those tests. And if they won't do that, then perhaps you might need to consider who your doctor is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, finding the right health professional who can help out with that is, is going to be really important. Um, now, Elle, we're almost out of time, but it would be remiss of me before we leave to not ask you about you know your experience with finding the Primal Blueprint um, and your experience with meeting Mark Sisson. Oh my gosh, totally changed my life. I didn't know who he was when I met him, actually, and I didn't, had never read The Primal Blueprint. And the funny thing is, when I started to, to work for him, I was at the beach, I was telling my friends, I'm like, yeah, they're like, what's up? I got this, this job with this guy, I wrote some book called The Primal Blueprint, and literally they started screaming because the couple that I was with had been so affected in a positive way by Mark, they bonded over his book on their first date. Wow. And they were like, you're working for Mark Sisson? And I'm like, oh, I guess I should read the guy's book. Like, yeah. I just didn't even, I, I, had, I oh. felt like I had read every health book out there that I was like, ugh. So finally, um, I did read his book. I watched his videos. And watching he and his wife live their life and being up close and personal, I was like, okay, you know, these guys are 20 years older than me, and they look a thousand times better. So they know something I freaking don't. And I delved right into it. And you know what? It changed my life, my body. I reduced my thyroid medication in half, which means T3 sensitivity and everything gets so much better. And I detail all of this in my book. But um, knowing him and everything just absolutely changed my life. And I just, uh, he's really one of my heroes, as he is many, you know, for many other people. But I just, uh, this was the only thing that made sense. And it was the only way of living and diet and lifestyle that absolutely nipped my food obsessions and food addictions in the bud, I thought I something was wrong with me for years. Yeah. I thought I personally have a problem. I might need to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I can't stop thinking about food. And I never thought that would end. I thought it was cursed. So, you know, fat adaptation, like we know, man, it's a life savior. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I had the same reaction, Elle, when I was talking to Leslie and then talking to you and you're both working for Mark Sisson. And I was like, oh my God, you're working for Mark Sisson. That's amazing. So... It is pretty He's cool. so wonderful. Honestly, I'm not just saying that to be like a kiss ass over there. He is like, I feel like we all at the Primal Blueprint think he's like the the, the dad we wish we had. Like he's just, <laughs> he's so great and he's a wonderful father and just a wonderful human being and really funny and no BS and yeah. uh, really walks the walk. So he's, he's someone I'm really, I'm just always looking up to. Yeah, well, I've had the pleasure of interviewing him a couple of times for our podcast shows, and he certainly comes across that way. And we might have to look at getting him back on again because it has been a little while since we had him on. So that'll be awesome. Well, thank you so yes. much for coming on today, Elle. It's been fantastic. Um, as I said at the start, I think there are so many people who can benefit from this information, so many people who desperately need this information. So thank you for creating it. Thank you for making such an amazing resource that I just know is going to help so many people all over the world. Well done. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure. So when people want to find out more about you, they can obviously head to your website, which is lrus.com. That's E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com. Uh, they can find you on Facebook by just looking up L Russ or the Paleothyroid Solution. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, you are underscore L Russ. Um, the book, we've spoken about it lots, is The Paleothyroid Solution. Um, and... For anyone who's you know listening to those it's symptoms, it's available on Amazon right now, by the way, and it's Perfect. actually 
very inexpensive, so it'll be Perfect. the best well, twelve ninety five you'll spend. <laughs> there you go. And Amazon's a great spot for for Aussies buying books. Amazon's such a cheap spot, even with the postage. It's 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 still often mm-hmm. cheaper to get it there than it is to get it from your bookshop. So, um, it's a fantastic resource. It's a fantastic book. You know, if you're listening to those symptoms and you're thinking they ring a bell, then you want to get your hands on this book and find out what exactly is going on because it could just be the thing, as it has been for L, that's going to change your life. So. Thank you so much, Elle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Have a great day. No worries. For everyone else, don't forget that we've got the Wellness Summit coming up in just two short weeks. It is literally two days that will change your life. If you want to come along, use the code PALEOSUMMIT16 to get $100 off of your ticket to the Wellness Summit. Don't forget to head to the Wellness Couch Facebook page and vote for That Paleo Show in the Wellness Couch Podcast Awards, which are also coming up in two weeks' time on the same weekend. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com, and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.